Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Unions for writers and actors have been striking for months, bringing TV and film production to a near halt. This week, the Writers Union is heading back to the negotiation table with a group of studios. That comes after 140 days on strike, and it's not clear what those talks will look like. But things are really up in the air for SAG-AFTRA, the actors' union. They have not yet announced plans to return to negotiations. Now, two months into their own strike, we wanted to check in on some members of the Screen Actors Guild. Charles Andrew Gardner is the president of Chicago's local chapter of the union. And Courtney Rue is a board member of the local chapter and on the national negotiating team for SAG-AFTRA. Charles started by sharing more about what writers returning to the table could mean for actors. Yeah, um, I think that it could mean that, uh, you know, we can go back to the table. Um, When uh, the AMPTP is negotiating with uh, each union, it's kind of like the next union is up next, right? Um, So uh, now that the the writers are back in the room, Mm -hmm. SAG-AFTRA is going to follow shortly after. So you're watching closely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're part of the ne- the national negotiating team, as I mentioned, Courtney. Tell us what your experience has been like. Yeah, um, it was an incredible experience. Well, still is. Um, just the un- unity and solidarity that was in that room with SAG-AFTRA members was incredible. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And it was also a learning lesson when I got into the room with the AMPTP. And when I say into the room, I mean the Zoom room for me. I was here in Chicago on Zoom. Right. Some people were actually in the physical room. But but yet you still talk about the energy and how you could feel it. Yes. Oh, yes. And I could see even members of the AMPTP rolling their eyes at certain things that we brought up as things that we were asking for and it just felt like it just like sucked all the humanity out of it and like oh we really are just like numbers on a piece of paper Mm. that they are trying to you know finagle yeah and for those who aren't following along the AMPTP which we'll refer to probably several times as the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers Mm -hmm. right and they're not actually producers they're studios and the producers have a a guild called the Producers Guild of America. And they're like, we don't appreciate the name AMPTP because we are we don't want to be confused with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's get everyone on the same page. Remind us what exactly are some of SAG-AFTRA's demands, Charles? Yeah. Um, a, a fair contract. Um, we specifically are going after 
better residual structure with streaming uh, and better usage of AI in the the production the production of our, our shows uh, specifically for the WGA mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a better uh, framework or guardrails around the use of AI and capturing uh, actors likeness just making sure that they can't make a carbon copy of us uh, and and just use that as they wish mm. I want to talk about the big headline this week, which was Drew Barrymore. It was all over my feeds on on social media. So she was set to premiere her talk show yesterday. Uh, She got a lot of pushback, and now she's reversed her decision. She's putting it on pause. That was the big announcement that I saw uh, when it was all over my Twitter. So explain a little bit, Courtney, about what happened there. What was the big yeah, so um, Drew Barrymore's show for actors is under the net code agreement, which is different than the one we're striking, which is TV theatrical. So I don't know if Drew thought, well, maybe I can do this because we're not striking the net code agreement. Well, it still has WG, WGA writers on the show, and they are striking. And so for Drew to have bring her show back, yes, it would be great for crew members. It would be great for Drew Barrymore, but it would be just horrible for the efforts of the writers on strike and even the actors on strike. Mm. I mean, for her to cross that picket line and go back to work is just kind of like a slap in the face. I mean, it would be scabbing, right? Because you you can't cross the WGA picket line when we're all on strike for the same reason. I mean, we're all on strike because of AI. We're all on strike because of streaming residuals. We, as actors, also have self-tape things that we want to put in place, some, some boundaries around are auditioning on Zoom or, mm-hmm. you know, via self-tape. But um, everything else is pretty much right on par with each other. I see. Yeah, so in, in the case of Drew, Mary, Drew Barrymore, she would have to go writerless yes. or hire people to cross the picket line. Yes, yeah, so she would either be hiring scabs or she would go writerless, which, like, I'm an actor. I'm not a writer. I know what I can do well. Right. <laughs> I'm not, not going to try to write a show. So the, the Drew Barrymore backlash, it, it's created this domino effect across daytime. There's a bunch of talk shows also delaying their premieres. Uh, for instance, Jennifer Hudson's talk show, that was supposed to premiere uh, yesterday as mm-hmm. well for its new season. It's now pausing production. I mean, What are your thoughts on how it's playing out, Charles? I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, the, the longer we wait, the longer we're on strike, the more solidarity we build. The more uh, union solidarity, membership solidarity, and also um, the general public solidarity and just saying we have to pause the entire industry until everyone gets a fair deal, until the WGA gets a fair deal, until SAG-AFTRA gets a fair deal, uh, and until we create a new normal. So... Let the dominoes fall. Let the cards fall. This is a byproduct of big corporations, big business, and a couple of CEOs making decisions that affect the vast majority of Americans and of uh, entertainment consumers, uh, not not even to mention the the effect that it has on the laborers, the, yeah. the actual mm-hmm. the content people doing creators, the work. Right, right. right. You know, this is something that, uh, you know, the team and I were talking about yesterday. Of course, there's all these pieces of news that we're talking about, like Mm -hmm. the Drew Barrymore controversy and such. And these things, as they pop up, they're reminding us, you know, the general public about these strikes and that they're still ongoing. Uh, But for you guys, for the actors, for the writers, it's your daily reality. Mm -hmm. 
what's your mindset like two months in? I'll start with you, Courtney. Yeah, well, I'm also a coach and I help people realize that they need something outside of their acting career to make them happy and fulfilled because otherwise, you know, um, well, not even like pandemic or strike, which takes everybody out. But just as an actor, you're not always working. Most of the time, you're not going to be working, even if you're a successful actor. And, And on that point, there are actors who don't have the luxury of waiting this out. Correct. Yeah. Right? Financially, that's no, they need. I mean, that's tough. Even without the strike, even without a pandemic, most actors, especially in Chicago and other small locals across America, need to have side jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Charles and I teach and coach and other actors work at Starbucks and other actors uh, walk dogs and babysit and nanny. And so, you know, I, I think it's we are definitely still feeling this financial crush right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also used to it. And that's why I try to help people find things that are fulfilling, whether it's financially or just a hobby, something to do to make you happy outside of acting. Um, Charles breeds dogs. So so you're the dog walker that we're talking about, Charles? Dog breeder. Dog breeder. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, on that point, tell us more about what actors can and can't do right now yeah. when it comes to like trying to keep up with their craft while not crossing the picket line. Yeah. So the, the only thing that we can't do is work this particular contract. Uh, everything else is, is still open and available to us. Um, what we can do uh, is cultivate our creativity. I, I think that that's one of the most important things that we can do right now. Um, it's been two months, a, a little bit over, you know, a little more than two months. Um, there's been times where, I haven't had an acting job for two months. Mm-hmm. Two years. Two years. Right. <laughs> two years. That's your record. Yeah. Two yeah. years. It 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 varies, right? And mm-hmm. during that time, it's my responsibility as an artist, specifically, especially as a as a professional artist, to constantly get ready, to constantly be in the air quotes gym, uh, to train my creativity, to train mm-hmm. my craft, so that way when the opportunity does arise, when the strike is over, I'll be ready. I'll be ready to strike the iron. I'll be ready to jump back into the, you know, into the auditioning pool. Now, as a disclaimer, along with many broadcast journalists, I, I do have to mention that I and other members of the WBEZ newsroom, we are also members of SAG-AFTRA. But we negotiate under different contracts than the TV and film actors here, of course. And so we are not on strike currently. All right. Let's uh, let's get everyone up to speed. There's all these different strikes going on. There's the one with the Writers Guild, as we've talked about. There's this one here with SAG-AFTRA. And production shutdowns are also affecting Teamsters as well as IATSE. Uh, That's the union that covers theatrical crew members. So... We've talked, we've mentioned that buzzword solidarity, right? What does that truly look like between all of these groups? It's incredible. I mean, the rallies that we've had, and please, if, if when we have another rally, I mean, hopefully we won't have to and we'll get back as soon as possible. But when we have another rally, please come out and support and be in solidarity. The Teamsters are there, the IATSE crew members are there, makeup artists and hair uh, artists, and, you know, all of our friends who we've met on set are mm-hmm. out there cheering for us, even though they they are out of work as well. And they didn't choose to be out of work. They didn't have a 97 percent strike approval rating like we did, but they still have to be out of work. And so we are our hearts go out to them. And there there is the entertainment community fund, 
which helps people like like us actors and writers, but also those Teamsters and IATSE who did not choose to go on strike right now, but still cannot work. And so if you have the means, if you could donate to the Entertainment Community Fund, we would greatly appreciate it because it's super helpful. Yeah, uh, we heard from a set decorator uh, this morning who mm-hmm. knew that we were going to have this conversation and said, make sure you mention us because like, I haven't really worked in the last yeah. five months because I'm, I'm doing this thing in solidarity. Mm-hmm. But they're still out there you know, yes. at our rallies and we really appreciate them. And we also appreciate... Those listeners who have nothing to do with the industry, who have nothing to do with unions, who are, I mean, 71% of Americans support unions right now. And we just really want to say we appreciate you. sag After is also set to bargain with video game companies next week. And the union's calling on members to vote in favor of a strike authorization for video game performers. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so they are asking for some of the same things we are, right? Every contract, we want a a raise of our minimum wages, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, the celebrities get paid whatever the celebrities get paid. But actors like Charles and I and people in Chicago and all over the country, we get paid the standard minimum. Um, So asking to to raise those minimums, asking for protections. Uh, As a voiceover artist, you can sometimes strain your voice working long hours and doing character voices. And so asking for that. But most Mm -hmm. importantly, I think, again, is this AI where you know, they're going to be able to use our voice to use our image in in our case, but voice in this video game and and use it in perpetuity, use it for whatever they want to use it for without asking permission. It's just we need to have these boundaries and rules set around this as as soon as possible. So that's what I've already voted. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have already voted. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, when people I'm glad you brought that up, because when when people think TV and film, they tend to think of Hollywood. Mm. They think of New York. Right. Um, The industry, as we know, is more wide ranging. And uh, Chicago has this growing and very robust film and TV scene. So talk about what the strike looks like here, Charles, among your peers and your colleagues compared to the picket lines out there that we're seeing on TV in L.A. and Fran Drescher. (laughs) <laughs> screaming into megaphones. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we're we're screaming into megaphones here in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not at, at at picket lines or or strike lines, but at rallies. Yeah. Um, technically, here in Chicago, we don't have any of the studios to picket in front of. Uh, so, but we still get together. Um, in fact, this coming Saturday, we're going to have a photo opportunity across Chicago land, uh, different neighborhoods across the city. Um, we'll you know get together at noon mm-hmm. to all take a photo, you know. And um, so if you're interested in that, go to sagaftra.org uh, and go to the Chicago local and you can find uh, the locations of all of those 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 photo opportunities. And, and that's really what we're doing here. We're building solidarity. We're we're looking towards each other uh, and, and really focusing on, on our ensemble and focusing on um, just organizing ourselves, um, yeah, you yeah. know. It's, how do you feel about the public's reaction to the strike? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, uh, I'll go to, you know, my friends, my parents' friends will have a party and I'll go to it and they'll all be like, how how are you doing with the strike? Everyone gathers around. You're the center of attention at the barbecue. Of course. (laughs) And it's like, oh, we want our shows to come back. But man, we support you. Go get your money. You know, (laughs) it's just been amazing. And like I said, just people coming out to the rallies has been amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people were expecting the strike to wrap up by fall, but obviously it's still going on. And though the, the studios are set to meet with the writers, that's not the case for, for you all. So what do you think that we can expect 
in terms of a timeline. Do we have any idea? No, we don't, unfortunately. We don't know. Do we know when they're heading to the table this week or is it just a this Friday? Week? Okay. I believe it's Friday, yeah. Um and technically So it really is just a wait and see situation. It is. I mean, technically the AMPTP is allowed to negotiate, you know, they could negotiate with the the WGA on Friday and then um the WGA can go walk away and talk about it. And on Monday they can negotiate with us or even Saturday. We we've gone into that room on Saturday. Um they don't want to. And we're just, we're ready. We're waiting for them to come back to the table. Yeah. Well, what's next on the horizon locally? So we've got, you're, you're gathering again. You're getting that group photo done. Mm-hmm. And then it's just. We have another um, family event the weekend after that, I believe. Okay. We're going to have like um, another photo opportunity with families because we're not the only ones affected by the strike. Us That's actors, a great like point. Our, my husband and my child is affected by the strike, right? Um our neighbors, what I, everybody's affected by the strike. So um, anybody can show up to that as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a rally. I, I don't think everything's set in stone, but definitely, you know, follow um, sagaftra.org. Mm-hmm. Follow, you know, you can follow Charles and I on social media. We always post about the upcoming rallies and things like that if you want to, to get involved in a lot of news outlets like oh, yourself. It's tomorrow. Well, I'm hearing from our producer that it's tomorrow. It's Wednesday. There, there's a rally? Uh, yes, I believe so. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll get clarification Great. on that. But <laughs> Charles, I'll give you the last word. Yeah. You know, when you ask the question, what was up next? One of the things that comes to my mind is the fact that our local board just met yesterday, uh, our newly elected local board. Uh, and what's up next for us, uh, and this isn't uh, public facing or member facing, um, we're going to have our board retreat uh, later this fall. And that is a huge what's up next for us, because as our local board, we're constantly thinking about how to service members, not only just during this strike, but beyond once we do get back to work and how can we make sure that we are cultivating a community here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so that's what's up next. Uh, keep your eyes open, Chicago local members, uh, and also just everybody. Um, we're going to do some big things this next two years. Yes. And just for clarification, before I let you go, mm-hmm. what's happening Wednesday is the WGA negotiation oh, table. Oh, got it. Thank so, you. Thank you for that just clarification. So just so we're like, clear. You're like, I don't think I'm so, I didn't get the invite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. We've been talking with Charles Andrew Gardner and Courtney Rue with the local chapter of SAG-AFTRA, and we're talking about the status of the Actors Union strike. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Max Lubers, and it was edited by Meha Ahmed and Ethan Schwab. Get the news, politics, and culture happening in Chicago by subscribing to our podcast. We post episodes every morning and afternoon, Monday through Friday, with a bonus episode on Saturdays. Sign up at wbez.org slash Reset News. That's all for today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk again later today. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.